My prayer this morning, Father, is a simple one, that you would give me a heart for your word and a word for our hearts. Amen. Our scripture this morning comes from John's Gospel, the 17th chapter, the 1st through the 11th verses. This is called the High Priestly Prayer of Jesus. It is our custom at Kings to stand when we read scripture. If you are able, please stand and read with me. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of this world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father. Keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. This ends the reading of God's holy word. Usually I would insert the children's sermon here, but if you look on our Facebook page, I am going to do a video children's sermon. So let's move right to the word. <laughs> Today's sermon is called My Mother's Curse. I don't know if you believe this or not, but I was a challenging child. I was inquisitive, precocious. I was always testing the boundaries and I was frequently exasperating. And my mother was at her wit's end. She would look me in the eye and say in that motherly tone, that curse of mothers, I hope that you have a child just like you. Did your mother say that to you? I know many parents have wished that on their children, what I call the mother's curse. Well, the curse came true. I have three children, and all of them are inquisitive, precocious, they all tested the boundaries, and they were all frequently exasperating. They were all just like me. However, a parent needs to be able to see beyond the present frustration and see what these children can become. That is where Jesus' prayer brings us today. Let me share some ideas with you. Dr. James Dobson has said that the primary responsibility of a parent 
is to see their children gain a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Dr. Dobson goes on to talk about all the things that parents need to provide, discipline and boundaries. But the primary foundation upon which a parent and a child's relationship should be built is on that knowledge of Jesus Christ. In logotherapy, we're encouraged by Viktor Frankl, a Jewish psychiatrist, to help people find their meaning as a route to fulfillment and strength. Dr. Frankl says that unless we could find our meaning, we will never be fulfilled or happy. And he goes on to say that if we find our meaning, if we find our why, we can endure any what? The obstacles of life will seem less. So if we borrow that why from Dr. Dobson, if we have a saving knowledge in Jesus, then whatever comes along, we can endure. One of my favorite books from the uh, 80s is Iacocca by Lee Iacocca. And he says this quote that I, I love. He says, we need to keep the main thing the main thing. Jesus is reminding us in this prayer and his prayer for us that the most important thing is our relationship with him. And through our relationship with Jesus, our relationship with the Father. But it's not just that. We need to be able to share that relationship with others. God, in essence, is saying to Jesus, I want you to have children just like you. Jesus' prayer this morning is a report back to his father that the goals that they shared were accomplished. The first goal Jesus talks about is that he came to earth so that the father would be glorified. We've talked about this before. Religion is what you do. Jesus came to say that the work was done. God sent Jesus to glorify him, to give us the greatest gift we could have, forgiveness for our sins and relationship and fellowship with God for eternity. The second thing that Jesus reports back is this, that the path to eternal life, Jesus himself was made clear. Jesus taught his disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the living water. He taught them that he was the only way to get to the Father. Jesus' third report back to the Father is that God's word was taught, accepted, and believed. See, in the Old Testament, God's word was made very clear from the time that Moses brought the tablets off of Mount Sinai all the way through the recording of scriptures. They were accepted. They were put in a, a special place in the synagogues and in the temple of God. And yet they were not really believed. We have this spiritual roller coaster of faith and then a desert of unbelief, and then a mountain of faith and a desert of unbelief throughout the Old Testament. 
And Jesus says, Father, I've come that your words have been taught, accepted, and believed. And the final thing Jesus reports back is perhaps for you and me the most exciting, that the new true believers are under God's guidance and protection. Last week, we talked about the Holy Spirit coming to be present with us, to console us, to advocate for us, to witness to God in our lives. And Jesus promises that to us as new true believers. Jesus finishes this prayer with these words, so that they may be one as we are one. So I'd like to finish up with three stories and three questions. Imagine, if you will, an airport, and two men are sitting, waiting for their plane. And this is the conversation that took place. The first man, I see you're reading a Bible. Well, yes, I am. May I ask, is it King James or RSV? Oh, King James, of course. So is mine. Is yours the red letter edition? Well, yes, it is. Thomas Chain reference? Of course. So then you are a Christian. Yes, I am. Born again? Definitely. Baptized? Yes. Immersed or sprinkled? Oh, full immersion. Pentecostal? Yes, I am. Premillennial or postmillennial? Premillennial. And in your worship, do you use old-styled hymns or contemporary music? Oh, contemporary music. Organ or praise band? Praise band. Video screens? Of course. And what about the preacher? Oh, well, I'm the preacher. Oh, and so am I. Wonderful. Seminary trained? Yes. And do you preach with notes or without? Oh, without. Wooden pulpit or plexiglass? Plexiglass. <gasps> plexiglass pulpit. Die, heretic, the first man says. Can you hear Jesus' words in this little dialogue? <sighs> that we might be one. Too many times, friends, we look for things that separate the body rather than pull us together. So Jesus' question today is, are you looking for ways to be one or for ways to separate from other believers? We need to recognize what was done. We need to receive the gift of salvation and in this, we need to repent of our wrongs, the things that have kept us away from other believers. Well, the second thing I'd, I'd like to share with you is this. Does your product match your advertising? Well, you see, it seems one day a man was being tailgated by a stressed out woman on a busy street in their town. Suddenly, the light turned yellow, and he thought he could run it, but he thought he should probably stay put. So he, he tapped the brakes. The tailgating woman, who was all set to run it right behind him, 
slammed on her brakes and missed his rear end by just a matter of inches. Screeching to a stop, she jerked forward in her seat. Figuratively, she hit the roof. Literally, she hit the horn. She didn't just hit the horn, friends. She held the horn. It went on and on and on. And then she rolled down the window and she screamed and gestured loudly until an officer approached her car in mid-rant. And then he asked her for her license and her registration. When he returned to her car, she had calmed down enough to inquire why she rather than the stupid jerk in front of her, was under suspicion. Well, the officer said, when I pulled up behind you, blowing your horn and screaming, I paused to read your bumper stickers. This is what her bumper sticker said. God loves you, and so do I. Honk, if you love Jesus. My boss is a Jewish carpenter. And then he said, I saw the chrome-plated fish emblem on your trunk, so you can understand why I assumed you had stolen the car. Does your product match your advertising? Finally, I'd like to share with you a story about an artist who wanted to paint a picture of evangelism. He wanted to, in in one canvas, share with the viewer the meaning of evangelism. So he painted a storm at sea. Black clouds filled the sky, illuminated by a flash of lightning. lightning. A little boat could be disintegrating under the pounding ocean. People were struggling in the swirling waters, their anguished faces crying out for help. The only glimmer of hope appeared in the foreground of the painting, where a large rock protruded out of the water. There, clutching desperately with both hands, was one lone seaman. It was a moving scene, and looking at the painting, you could see in the tempest a symbol of humankind's hopeless condition. And true to the gospel... The only hope of salvation was the rock of ages, a shelter in the time of storm. But the artist reflected on his work. He realized that the painting did not accurately portray his subject. So he discarded the canvas and painted another. It was very similar to the first, the black clouds, the flashing lightning, the angry waters, the little boat crushed by the pounding waves, and the crew vainly struggling in the water. But one thing in the picture had changed. In the foreground, the seaman was clutching the rock for salvation, but the artist made this change. The survivor was holding on with only one hand, and with the other hand, he was reaching down to pull up a drowning friend. That, friends, is the true picture of evangelism, the true picture of witnessing, the hand reaching down to rescue the perishing. Until that hand is extended, there is no gospel and there is no hope for the world. 
Are you clasping the rock with both hands? Or are you holding on to the rock of Jesus with one hand and reaching out to share that salvation with others? Well, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've never come to a realization of that saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, today is the perfect opportunity. And if you would, take a moment in prayer and say, Heavenly Father, I realize that I am unworthy to be part of your heavenly family. And I am grateful for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. And I ask that you would forgive my sins in his name and make me a part of the body of Christ. Amen. Some of us need to reevaluate and rearrange our priorities. We have forgotten what the main thing is, and therefore we're not keeping the main thing, the main thing. We worry about the money, the finances for the church, the building, the quality of our resources, the quality of our production online, our sound system, our pianos. We worry about the stuff. And Jesus says, worry about the saved and those that need to be saved. We need to reevaluate and rearrange our priorities. And thirdly, if you need a church home, well, for now, we can only offer you an online church home. Uh, I am providing daily devotionals on our Facebook page and our sermons, as you know already, are on Spotify, Apple, and Google. But when this is over, Think about joining us for a worship service. And if you need a church home, pray about making kings yours. Finally, on this Memorial Day Sunday, we take time to recognize those that have given the ultimate sacrifice. We thank their families and their loved ones. And together we pray for the day that we never have to send a son or a daughter away to serve, fight, and even die for this great nation. Amen.